Yeah, see, we're going to play it loud in our ears every time. Just going to mess with Jordan as soon as we get the show going. We're just blaring our theme song in his ears. All right, Jordan. You know what today is? It's season two day. Season two day. That's right. We've made it. We've gotten past the season one hump. Uh, Fraser's haircut hasn't changed, but our season has. (laughs) It's the same. He does kind of, he rocks like almost a mullety, but fuller in the front look. It, you're right. It is a little fuller in the front this time. Right. I'll give you that. Um, I don't know why they didn't trim it up yet. I guess we're still in 94. So this was still the look at the time for old yuppie guys, I suppose. Yeah. It's the, it's the style of the times, as they say. Oh, Frazier, man. Well, the beautiful part about season two is... We get new fucking shows. Um, so I, I, I do get bored with the the shows in the season because some of them we're not that familiar with. No. So sometimes in the uh, old season one there, I would look around and I'm like, oh, uh, coach, coach Melrose place. I'm like, I didn't watch a lot of Melrose plays. So. Yeah. I mean, like, and there wasn't even like off, sh- you know, other shows to, to choose from rather than just the the primetime stuff so so in the spirit of this show when we started it was to jump around so we'll jump around sometimes to the hour-long melrose places when they hit like a big episode or a finale we will try to hit like random well, like when they like when somebody kills somebody else or something because some some hot stuff goes down exactly we've got an eye out for any killings out there <laughs> so uh we do have an alert set for that yeah uh but for now season two means we have moved into fall of 1994 which means we get new shows. So our side show this week is Friends. Yeah. The one where Monica gets a roommate slash the one where it all began slash the pilot, the pilot. <laughs> slash like Lord else knows. It's just on there. too many like platforms and too many like DVD sets. Yeah. Except slash <laughs> the one where Rachel wears a wedding dress. Yeah. But this is Sideshow Frasier, so what we do here is we go through, and this is a podcast about Frasier and one other show from the same broadcast week in history. It is hosted by me, Steve Shackelford, and Jordan wearing some weird skeleton uh, mustache man on his face here. Take a look. Uh, Is that your dad? That's Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, oh, okay. A Poe boy sandwich. It's a Poe boy shirt. It says, nevermore. Oh. Quoth the raven. Is that it? Nevermore? He was the original goth. You know that, right, dude? No, I don't know that. They called him Night Pain. I thought Jack the Ripper was the original goth. I don't know. Was Poe before Ripper? No one could possibly know that. I don't know. Only historians. No one could possibly know that. (laughs) There'd be no way of knowing. There really isn't. (laughs) Um, But yes, this week, it's September 20th, 1994, and we start with Frazier getting moved to Tuesday. So that alarmed yeah. me. I went in and I was like, all right, let me see what date we got here. And I looked up and I was like, why is Frazier surrounded by the John Larroquette show? <laughs> I was like, what the hell is this crap? It really like, does mess with things a little well, bit. 
Yeah, and I didn't look at it, and I was like, oh, maybe Seinfeld's a week later. So on the site I go to, I was like, let me just go one week in advance. I was like, they probably just didn't debut it yet. Sure, it's sure. going to premiere next week. I was like, John Larroquette show, what the f***'s going on? And I look <laughs> up here, I'm like, Tuesday? And I forgot Frazier got moved. And he, was, he got bumped from Thursday, was it? Yeah. Thursday The nights. Thursday lineup was... Uh, Completely different after that. You get because you start to get closer to the weekend, and and that's when you get the best television. You start playing Monday Tuesday stuff, and it's like oh, so that's where that's where Steve was like, wait a minute, because it almost seemed like it got demoted. Yeah, it was must see TV if you were on Thursdays back then. But yeah. then if you move back to Tuesdays, like again, there was nothing good there. I can pull it up here in a second, but. The Tuesday night was atrocious. Sure, it's that's a school night. That's the night. That's I agree. The night where everybody's, get, you know, you, who cares if you got work on Friday? No, I haven't worked on Friday in fifteen years. Oh yeah, I mean, there's no reason to. But the, you know, yeah, Tuesday nights on NBC. The Martin Short show was before it. Oh, but that was a good show, though. I mean, I guess I don't, I don't remember, remember it. it though. But then Frasier, then the John Larroquette show. Oh. Yeah, and then Thursdays. They got the nice setup over there where they got mad about you running into friends. Oh, man. Then Seinfeld. And then they try to launch this show. uh, There's a pilot of Madman of the People. So, and that's on NBC? Yeah, that's the Thursday night lineup. I don't know what Madman of the People is. I don't know. I never, I never, it's probably just some fad show that only aired one season, but. What a rip. the, 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 obviously friends pushed him out. Friends pushed out. They had friends come on, and their and and their yes. execs were like, "Well, we got to move Frazier." I know these these young kids; they're too hot. They these didn't want twenty something. <clears throat> they didn't want to pit them up against each other, though. That's I mean, Ruin I guess ratings that way. Yeah, but they didn't have the final lineup. Like I forget if Mad About You is in the final must see TV lineup there when mm-hmm. it gets to I forget who all's in it, but it definitely had <clears throat> Friends, Frazier, and Seinfeld for sure. Oh yeah. And, and then they had intricate. ER bumping in after that in the next block. It was, it was intense there for Those a while. Those were glory days of television. That's exactly right. I think they were. So what happened in this episode? Frazier is shocked and offended to learn that an old friend, played by John O'Hurley, yeah. has turned a romantic episode from Frazier's past into a popular novel, but did not credit him in the acknowledgments. Devastating. When the writer's apology fails to provide the closure he seeks, Frazier tracks down the woman concerned, his former piano teacher. I def- This one was burned into my memory, <laughs> so I knew this one pretty well. Yeah, this is, this is a fantastic episode. This, uh, the, the piano teacher scenario, I think, is, is you know, one that all, all little boys dreamt of. Or was that just me? I would not have had sex with my piano teacher. That's that that would not have happened. Really? Personally, no. I didn't have the. But had I had a, a sexy, little bit older piano teacher who was just a little older than me. Of course, I didn't take piano lessons when I was like in high school. I had, I had, you know, dropped off of the lessons by that point. I guess. Good call. So this was when Frazier was in high school. Yeah, we're I think led so. to believe high right. school or because she was like because like he left to go off. He was like I got accepted to Harvard and I left. He had he like left gotcha. to go off to college and. So I guess he was like 17 going on 18. He must have been good at piano by that point. Probably, but not as good as Niles. Well, that's true. I mean, Niles does shred on him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's notoriously better than piano, at oh, piano than Frazier is. Gotcha. He's, he's always the one that's like the accompanist. So Yeah. Well, Frazier probably, I don't know, beat him up a couple times. <laughs> he had that going for him. But 
That's weird. I never realized that Niles was the better one. Of Keys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, they even say it in this episode because Niles. Do was they? Like, yeah, because Niles was like, uh, "Oh, my bad." He was like, "Well, I, I, I didn't have those kinds of distractions or whatever." And gotcha, he, so gotcha, he got, gotcha. he got good. I do remember that. I do remember the line about not having those types of distractions. Uh, so the episode opens up. They're at KCL. Frazier takes a call from a guy wondering about letting his kid climb into bed with him. Um, Mainly because he still wants to get some action, I think was the genesis of this call. Yeah, he was like, what if I want to make love in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I do remember Frazier issuing the line that once you get married and have a kid, that won't happen <laughs> like, near as much. Yeah, don't worry about it. And time's over. Uh, Ross read, reading the romance about uh, Frazier's torrid little piano thing, but he doesn't know it yet. It's called uh, Slow Tango in South Seattle. Seems like a rip. Isn't Slow Tango in Paris like a thing? I believe so. Yeah, so that's the play on it. But it seems like he just got to rip that name off. Yeah, he had nothing else. <laughs> He's like, this is what we're going to do. One time this guy told me a story, so I'm going to slap the name of this on there. <laughs> uh, Ross tells Frazier that the author of this particular book, the dude played by John O'Hurley, is going to be at the station tomorrow, and Frazier has to introduce him. So... Frazier kind of hears the plot of the book, and he's like, all right, all right, I think I know that guy. Oh, and you'll, he'll be here tomorrow. Gotcha. Perfect. Oh, good. Yeah, he says he remembers drinking with him at Cheers. Yes, he does say he remembers drinking with him at Cheers. Were they roommates for a little bit, I believe? Oh, I don't know if they were roommates or not. I didn't catch that part, I don't think. But he said that it was a guy that, he, that used to come into a bar that he would frequent when he was gotcha. in Boston. Yeah, it seems like they get, definitely got S-Face drunk quite a bit together. So <laughs> <laughs> that was the implication. But cheers makes sense. So then we go to the apartment. Daphne's working out Martin, doing some leg stretches. <laughs> it's a fun gag. I was like, oh, I got, uh, I got Mahoney down on the ground. Really. Laying on the yoga mat. Okay, like, hey, let's try to remind people what the hell Daphne does here. <laughs> yeah. what I think it was. Doing her actual duties. Like, yeah. The ones she gets paid for. Like, in case nobody's ever watched this show, <laughs> let's please reset up that this old man needs leg therapy. It'd be funny if somebody caught it, like, not w before they established her character. They just kind of started watching, like, three or four episodes in, and Daphne was already doing all the housework stuff and all the other stuff. And they're like, oh, it's her maid. Yeah. And then, and then she's doing that. And they're like, what does she do? What's going on now? <laughs> yeah, it's a completely. She stretches him? like somebody yeah. didn't realize it i'm sure they did poll a couple people and they're like so do you know what daphne's job is like no no i <laughs> no clue i i don't know she just does housework she's a living maid yeah, exactly she's fraser's sister <laughs> i don't know from france buttress from english yeah, yeah. from england yeah the buttress There's exactly the buttress. uh so niles arrives mentions that when uh Niles bought Martin a beer the other day and noticed that Martin didn't have any photos of Niles or Maris hanging up, so he brought one over for oh, him. nice. That's so nice. It's kind of weird that Martin has a photo of everyone else, but not <laughs> Niles. Except for Niles. He doesn't want to look at a picture of Maris in his room because it'll probably give him nightmares. It's a real D move to just not put up a photo of your kid. <laughs> just one That kid. would have been a funny, a funny line if he was like, hey, I can't wake up in the middle of the night and see that. Like. <laughs> it was like that pic i think i talked about that painting of my at my grandma's house of that woman in the rocking chair with like a broom but it looked like a gun mm -hmm. scared the shit out of me when i was a kid it's like that just but like maris. that oh yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly just like the that. same but maris yeah <laughs> I, I feel like i've had some like weird shadows that i didn't like waking up to but that's about the only weird object huh. 
take it back. I get annoyed when stuff's in front of the TV randomly. Uh, so, no, I guess we do find out here. Frazier finds out that uh, Thomas J. Fallow stole the story for the book. Because <laughs> I guess Daphne's been reading it, too, or something, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's when he realizes, oh, okay, not only do I know this guy, that big book he's written. That's all a story that I told him at the bar. <laughs> Correct. That's a story I told him. It's about Frazier's first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it had to have been in high school. I mean, maybe a senior. Poor Frazier. Well, I mean, at least he got some action before he went off. He more he was more scholastically focused. But I think those girls are more into it a lot of the times. The scholastic girls, mm-hmm. the smart, the smart ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They make bad decisions. They do. I've uh, seen it. Typically, I have too. And typically, it's <laughs> typically it's after the fact. But they kind of <laughs> keep their head down and graduate. You know, summa cum laude. Definitely an incident where somebody drove me home where I was like, oh, sweet, this nerdy girl's going to drive me home or whatever. <laughs> it's like, oh, this orchestra nerd's going to drive me home. And she stopped and was definitely into me, like putting a move on her. And I was like, oh, oh Whoa. no, Whoa. no, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to hop out. <laughs> like, I'll walk from here. I just needed a ride, really. Um. I mean, you she know, she was looking for some action. She was, unfortunately, oh, Steve. And it was the kind where I was like, like a piano recital type looking person, where I was like, I was completely unassuming, and you know, looking back, like I can't, yeah, but maybe, you, but it's all about. It's I, all I was about not prepared for that. And word that of moment. mouth reputation in the in the in the late nineties and the early two thousands, man. So yeah, so that's it. I had no clue. I was unprepared for that moment. Oh, you regret it though. I can see it in your face. I mean, I was plenty prepared for all the loose women. Uh, <laughs> that's the thing. I was more than prepared in those situations. Nothing wrong there. It was the I just legitimately needed a ride home on it this took one, you and it so was a woman like Frazier. Wow, almost. Where I was like, oh yeah, sweet. Uh, she so lives over by me, and I was like, oh, you're you read into this completely wrong. I'm so sorry. I just needed a ride home. We're not gonna do anything here. Oh, poor girl. She probably was crushed. Yeah, she probably was. I feel bad about that now. <laughs> and I'd say, you know, you're right, Jordan. I should have gone through with it for her self-esteem. <laughs> I did the wrong thing. You did. I, I By not engaging in in sexual activity an, and promiscuity. An, an unwanted promiscuity. What kind of car did she drive? It was like an old like Cadillac oh, almost. Man. Was it a Crown Vic? I, you know, I don't know if it was a Crown Vic. It, it might have been, been. You know what, Steve? I think it might have been like an FBI undercover operation <laughs> or something. I think you might have gone into the wrong chat rooms or something. <laughs> she went to our school. So that's what they it, want you to think. It was not a chat that's room. That's a long play. I've seen The Sopranos. <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't. I need to watch The Sopranos. <laughs> you do. I watched a couple episodes that one time. I know. And you good. said you like fell asleep. It's amazing. I fall asleep during every show. Well, I need to stop go. using that as a barometer <laughs> i just need to watch every show during the day it's probably so that i don't fall asleep <laughs> who has the time who has the time i don't know uh so martin and niles do gang up on frazier and start razzing about uh him getting a little action and uh daphne starts reading passages from the book and she really has fun with this at one point she mentions his rug of love <laughs> 
It's just particularly hair. off-putting. He was obviously hairy at a young age. Right. That's what I was like, how old was he <laughs> here? He was like 17 and he's got a rug of love. So I didn't have a, I still don't have a rug of love. I've got like, no. a, I've got like a, just like a, a couple of hairs on the ground oh. after a terrible haircut kind of <laughs> look. Did And so this is where I'm like, did, did this guy elaborate and make the verbiage more you know, flowery well, and right rug of love yeah, or does that a Jay direct Peterman, of course he did correct or was that a direct quote from Frazier indicating <laughs> his rug of love like no, is that what he, he called he it, back it he had to have and embellished she jumped it. on my rug of love <laughs> unless he just remembered it because he said what? rug of love that's more really that's like, something you would remember fuck that's more what i was like i had this feels like it was a verbatim fraser thing or something yeah. a descriptor that he used for himself but maybe that's what the piano teacher said. just a hairy just a hairy teen and his piano teacher oh man <laughs> so then finally fraser does have to admit that yes i hooked up with my piano teacher Martin's a little ticked about the 10 bucks he spent for piano lessons while fraser was getting his hedges trimmed <laughs> definitely my favorite line the ten, hedge trimming 10 bucks a week for getting his hedges trimmed yeah oh <laughs> uh, yep and that's that's the kind of thing that as a father you're gonna be like well damn it like i wasted so much money on that like, he's still really good at piano i mean but like you mentioned not as good play, as yeah. niles you're right niles i do recall that little uh yeah uh tangent there oh <laughs> uh, that is a huge fear i guess for piano lessons but only I said, uh, how many people are taking private lessons? If you're really good, I guess you're still taking private lessons. Sure, at seventeen, yeah. eighteen. So I mean, that yeah, that makes sense. If if you're if you're planning on pursuing it by that point, you know how many creepy voice teachers are taking advantage of people or acting <laughs> teachers like that's thing because this was a piano teacher older lady, and it sounds like Fraser had reached some male age of consent if he's 17 18 you know if he's about to go off to college it's what it is or whatever but man private lessons at that age because i think about how creepy mr holland was and that mr (laughs) holland's opus (laughs) he was so old dude i know that doesn't play well and that's like one of my all-time favorite films and then you go back and you're like oh god holland mr holland stop mr holland glenn Glenn, quit it. Glenn, go back to the club circuit if you're going to be making out with underage women. That's not good luck, bud. Jeez. You're her teacher, bro. And same deal. I'm sure they were like, no, she turned 18 in this semester. And you're like, I don't shit. care, man. Who cares? It's still not okay. So what yeah. do you think the age difference was? I don't know. I was trying to figure that out by like what, because we only see her as an older woman. So right. I, I, Frazier's 42. She looked older than 52. So I would say probably maybe at least 15 years older than him. So she's in her mid thirties. Damn horned up mid thirties. And for you're at 18. You are not going to turn that down. Especially if you were a vir- I mean, if you're a virgin, there actually would be quite a few times where kids would be like, no, I, I can't do this. I can't do this. And they just get scared. I'm not prepared for this, <laughs> man. I'm not prepared for this. Like, yeah. Or just, oh, you know, man. a premature eject situation. That's more what I thought would have happened to old Frazier. Like, unless he was really prepared for that day, which maybe he was. Maybe it had been like a bosom brush enough time where he was... 
I mean, he'd been he'd been trimming his she own. Was, he'd been edging once a week. He'd been doing everything. And she'd been he reaching in. Think about thirty five. You know, she's reaching in. She's turning them pages while he's sitting there tinkling at the ivories. And so, yeah, I think tinkling, <laughs> twink, twinkling, tickling, <laughs> tickling at him, tickling at him, tinkling at him. <laughs> I like well, I like tinkling a lot. Let's have more tinklings. Um, <laughs> what, yeah, I only had a couple private teachers, and they were all dudes. Yeah. And I don't think any one of them was like ever that turned on by me. So no, now I, I feel bad. Nobody ever made a pass at me. <laughs> I take it back. I had one or two. I think I had one female voice teacher. She was all right, but you know, she had no interest in me. I was just a skinny little teen, no interest. <laughs> yeah, because. She takes pride in her job and All right. wanted to actually, not that, you know, Mrs. Robinson over here didn't. It's tough but, when they're like, you want to sing from down here? And they just keep they, pushing their entire chest forward. So you're saying, well, a, in voice, in voice lessons, there are, there are a lot of, there's a lot of physical touch. And I can yes. see, was she, what was she like? Just a couple years older than you? Is this like a student? No, <laughs> no, no. Let's this get is, into it. This is probably a mid thirties year old woman. That same scenario that my old man hired. And it was like maybe three lessons are like, this kid doesn't have it. <laughs> I can't seem I can't seem to get the, the mix of Mr. Bean and Kermit the Frog out of his voice. So He's I just, got no I, shot. I just can't do it. Stick, so. stick to an instrument. All right? <laughs> That's all we can tell you. Learn to play it really well. You can sing you can. oohs and ahs and backup stuff, but right. that's it. Yeah, okay. we can't. We this is not even a piece of clay <laughs> that we can mold. Like we're, I wouldn't even pay for this. You know? Just like, tear it all down and don't start from scratch or something. Because tear it all down. Someone needs to done. be honest with him. I'm sorry, Steve. It's oh, it's no, it's it was for the best. <laughs> <laughs> I would have. There's nothing I can imagine that would be worse than people having to hear me sing in a non-comedic manner. Because I do force it on people. You've got a beautiful comedic voice, though. Your set of comedic comedy chops mm -hmm. is, is, is hilariously gorgeous. Someday they'll be really good. <laughs> um, so after the rug of love and all that kind of stuff, Daphne mentions, yeah, how about how the bosom would brush up against Frasier when wow. she brushed up, the, the, yep. changed the metronome. And uh, yeah, Fraser is shocked that the author, a dude who drank so much, uh, remembered all the details about this story. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he had a secret tape recorder. That's a good possibility. Like he knew he was gonna. Was he always an author? He could have either always been an author or author, or just been a creepy, creepy dude. Yeah. Some people just tape record you just because that's what they like to do. And they go and they listen to it. Or maybe they just make notes to themselves all the time, and it accidentally got left running. Hmm. people used to do that you know note to sell and they would like say it into <laughs> a little a tape recorder i had a fucking boss who like if you were talking to her you'd be like hey can I talk to you? or, like you're having a conversation you'd be like having a full-on like discussion about work blah, blah 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 and she would just in the middle of it pick up her phone <laughs> and she'd be like and and i need that by tuesday send text into, into her phone she would just like voice command loudly mm -hmm. while you were speaking with her and it was the most annoying and like voice distracting text. thing voice text is so bad oh, i hate it i've got people in my life who voice text me and i get it like when you're if you're driving a car that's the scenario in which i understand speech to text but people <laughs> just do it all the time Bull. tell me by 3 p.m. Period. Next line. Send message. Or else. <laughs> You're just like, oh, come on. 
Oh, soon it'll be like Black Mirror, though. It'll be like the little just gestures. You just gesture like this, and like there's there's something somewhere watching you do it and reading it. I have not watched Black Mirror, but you're right. There's somebody watching you everywhere. Hmm. We don't get political here often. <laughs> uh oh. But uh, are you going to take your jacket off? I thought you were going to take off your you jacket. You know what? God damn it, I am. <laughs> you know what? And I will blaspheme on this podcast. I will use the GD word. It's fine. I get in trouble on the radio if I do. We'll that. get back to Frazier yeah. in just a minute, listeners. All right. <laughs> I'm not trying to get political, but we are being watched. Uh oh. And you want to know how I know? It's because a regional production of Beetlejuice captured a politician getting fondled and felt up over the last week here in the United States. A weird firebrand lady by the name of uh, Lauren Boebert, I believe. Uh But she went to see Beetlejuice, the musical. I did not know there was such a thing. (laughs) And there was night vision cameras of not only her having fun and dancing and singing and vaping and all that stuff. But of like giving a handy to the dude next to her. She's giving HJs. A dry one. A dry (laughs) over the pant like heavy petting rubber. Uh, The worst kind of squeezer you can imagine. Oh man. And then the dude is just honking away (laughs) in public. (laughs) And you're like hey man you can't just honk. I'm like look we all want to honk in public. (laughs) Believe me. Like it crosses my mind every minute of the day. However, society has dictated that we cannot honk in public. Unless you're in your own car, or in, you know, in right. public then, technically. If, but. if you're a goose, you can honk. If you're in your car, you can honk. If you're at home, honk away. Yeah. Honk it up. Honk till the cows come home, for all I care. But at musicals, you can't. But that doesn't even really matter. Right. It's the night vision technology. I thought that I was going to be your know point. That existed so, okay. at musicals. So that was a theater then. That was like a live stage theater. Mm-hmm. I thought. I thought. Well, of course they're going to have. And uh, do they have them in movie theaters too? Man, I would imagine at this point, but I've never thought about it. Well, that I've they looked have up because like, I'm, I'm pretty cameras. observant, and I and I if I get into a space, especially like a movie theater, because it's got the sound padding on the walls, and it's got speakers everywhere. I'm looking. I've I'm got my eyes all over because I'm just looking at stuff. Okay. And I've never registered in my mind a memory in which I saw a security camera. Okay. But there is one. There has to be. Well, there doesn't have to be because this is a bad example. But we went one time when we were kids or teenagers and we saw Lord of the Rings in movie theater. I don't want to talk about this. And Well, you fell asleep. No. And and I (laughs) ended up smoking a cigarette like a fucking idiot uh, because it was such a long movie, and I was a stupid child, and uh, and and of course we got caught. They came what? in. The usher came in and was like, "You remember this?" The usher came in and was like, "You you gotta get out of here." Is that how I got woken up? Yeah. Well, I thought I got woken up because somebody poured butter on me. Somebody might have poured butter on you too. I Maybe don't really that's know. how I got woken up the first time, and then the second time I fell asleep. You were, in Lord you were of the Rings. what you were doing is sleep protesting. You were like, <laughs> "I don't want to see this thing," so you intentionally went to sleep to protest. And movie. look, I feel bad about. <laughs> i really do well, i feel bad about smoking a cigarette but i, I w- w- did they catch us because of cameras or because it's obvious that somebody's smoking a cigarette in there the guy upstairs showing the movie sitting in the projection room was like jesus christ look at that dumb kid <laughs> He's smoking a i'm cigarette. sure the projectionist was like is there a fire hazard down there He's like no it's just some idiot some kid smoking, smoking or something yeah, but so I mean, in a theater type situation, in like a not theater. a movie theater. <laughs> theater. 
when you go see a you go see a picture a show uh yeah there could be there could be a couple of cameras in there i had no clue yeah i didn't either yeah, so anyway, if you haven't seen that video and you're now listening to this, it was probably old or it's been within the last week if you listen to this show right when it airs. Lord knows. <laughs> um, but it's incredible footage. But we're, I, we're, being, we're being watched. Apparently. Yeah, we're being watched. I had no idea. <laughs> uh, <so laughs> no idea. Yeah, no idea, man. So then we go to the next scene. Uh, we see the author. It's Jay Peterman, actor guy. We already <laughs> talked about that. And... Uh, He's in there doing the radio show with, I forget the book show, but they said it was like a, a book show on the TV station. Yeah. God, that sounds boring. Do where they just talk about books? I mean, at least there are a lot of books coming out in the 90s, so. Guy, yeah. John Grisham after John Grisham in the 90s, bud. Uh, yeah, I mean, Grisham after Grisham, yeah, but a daily book show. I mean, Dan I, Patterson. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, that's my mom had a lot of Dan Patterson books. I wonder if it was just one guest a day, and then the other part of the show is you talk about a multitude of books. I mean, I guess it could work. There's mm. book podcasts out there. Oh, it's yeah. fine. I'm not a reader myself, really, but. It just seems like it would be boring. I will I, read. I, I find myself like rereading every so often, like just a few different books and so like it's for me it's like i just office movies like i just the office it you know where you just that you know that effect where you just constantly watch it over and over and over and over and never stop yeah that's a that's a sign of depression it's like an affliction i know no, it's I'm like just an, messing it, with but you. it is actually but no no seriously i i think i've mentioned that on this podcast before even that there was a point where my wife did have to say to me like please stop you have to stop watching the office over and over and over again going. It's probably been about five or six years since I've watched it, but I sure. think, I think I did watch it probably every day for oh, yeah. five to six years solid before that. I completely fell into the exact same web <laughs> uh, because hard. it just it gets stuck. Uh, but yeah, there's a couple of books that I do that, so I'm not I'm not much of a uh, reader anymore. I am great at buying books and then reading putting them. Over on my piano or next to my bed, and then just being like, I got those books. And, <laughs> and so when people are like, Have you read that? You're like, Yeah, I own that. Yeah, I own that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. Yeah. yeah, I own that. It's going to take a little bit. Yeah. It's taking a little, it's little bit a, longer than I More of a decoration and a good idea. That's a load bearing book. So if you could just not move that particular book, that would be great. Load bearing in my mind. <laughs> right. Um, so Bulldog enters in the hallway. Frazier's hanging out. Um, uh, tells him way to pound those ivories. Yeah, that's right. Bulldog's making a sex joke to <laughs> Frazier about way to bang your piano teacher. <laughs> so I guess the book really goes into detail about the piano teacher and oh, yeah. everything. And how has word gotten around back to Bulldog? I guess there's gossip that, hey, that book's all about Frasier. I don't know. Maybe maybe picked it up and read some. I just, it was like, is the name Frasier in the book? <laughs> I was like, does everyone know it's Frasier? Oh, you mean like, well, how does everybody know? Uh, yeah. It, is it just office gossip? Somebody got somebody let it slip. Gil figured it out and was just like, have I got something for you? Yeah. And so Gil walks by, razzes Frasier about the book, and... Uh, he and Bulldog read passages together and laugh hysterically. So a good way to kind of reintroduce a couple characters quickly sure. and say, hey, these actors are still in the 
in the show. I'm right. sorry we didn't have more bulldog. Gil still works here. Yeah, exactly. Here's bulldog and Gil. Do they do, after like a first first season of a new show? Do they like poll a bunch of people so they can figure out what to write next? I think so. Because huh. um, I would imagine they yeah like have test episodes and then they run it in front of test audiences. Bulldog definitely becomes more of a prominent character as the show goes on. So does Roz, and you know it's like they kind of start having major storylines revolve them and. So it's just interesting that obviously like they pick up the ratings. I just don't know how that stuff works. Yeah. There's Back a, in the day, they did like Nielsen ratings, right? Yeah, they, they still do to a large degree. I mean, it's mixed within streaming, but yes, there are still Nielsen households where Nielsen Nielsen. I always called it Nielsen Nelson Nil Nielsen. Nielsen like Harry Nielsen Nielsen. No, it's more like Nielsen Nielsen a little more more like uh, what's his name? Leslie Leslie Nielsen. Nielsen. Wow. Do they have anything to do with that? With that? You company? know, I don't believe so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe they have no. Uh, Is Leslie Nielsen no the one from Caddyshack? No, 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 no. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen. No, was, that's uh, Ted Knight and Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, Leslie Nielsen was like the the spy movies before, right? Yeah, uh, Naked Guns Naked are Guns. all of Leslie yeah, Nielsen's. Yeah. He's that's police detective Frank Drummond okay. in those. Okay, yep. And then the spy movie, he's definitely in Spy Hard. He was in that one. He's in Dracula, Dead and Loving It pretty terrible you're just pulling these off the top of the dome that's pretty crazy i really liked nielsen growing you're like, up you're like the harry mack of nielsen facts oh god let's not talk about mr mack on here i know he's fine people <laughs> like the mack i've heard him do his freestyle mack raps okay, he's very all good right. we won't get into it no, he's very good. He did something for the radio station. Oh, right? did he really? Yeah, he came on in like the first couple months, and he did uh, like five minute. When you change when they change the name, mm-hmm. oh. he did a five minute like <clears throat> Zoom interview or a segment with. Don't let that. T- don't let his plug and let his like. No, he was great. Shit. I have never watched Harry him. Mac people is love badass. him. I know people love him. Do that. Don't. I said he's, I'm he's more the, just making. He's the, no. I will talk about it. He's the best. Okay. He's the best freestyle. Like just off the top of his head, he always says that off the top of the dome. Uh, <laughs> that's his thing. Yeah. Uh, that I've ever seen, man. Yeah. I, Bold statement. I will even say. Probably better than Eminem because I don't know that I've ever actually seen Eminem like really freestyle. I've seen him in Eight Mile and that's insane, amazing, obviously. But I can uh, unequivocally say I am the last person to comment on <laughs> right. freestyle like hierarchies because I it is not an art form I have ever oh. a- appreciated. <clears throat> like I get, it's just like improv. So oh, I no, get it. I just got into it for some reason. Like I, I like that show, Dave. You ever seen that show, uh-huh. Dave? So that kind of thing. He's really fucking good too. Uh, I like little Dicky. Little Dicky. He's hilarious and amazing. Uh, there's this blind guy um, that, that, and I don't know, even know why we're talking about this <laughs> That's now. My favorite transition. There's this. There's this blind guy. guy. <laughs> I'm like, he's. I was like, please just be your neighbor or he, somebody. God, what is his know? name? Oh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. But he is so good. And he plays keys and like sings like amazingly. But he does freestyle rapping as well. And he is so fantastic man uh if i think of it randomly during the podcast i'll, I'll just shout it out but nice boy all right well shout it shout it do you shout remember do you remember that gig we played at the uh this we closed add episode we, this is really add <laughs> episode i don't think people really care about fraser that's not why they're hey, listening hey, to hey, us. hey no hold on our i was going over our numbers with you people <laughs> care a lot okay <laughs> thank you baby uh, i said people are banging the door down baby 
All right, I won't talk about the gig. No, talk about the gig. People but, people want to hear that, the gig. That time when that guy, we were playing a gig for New Year's at like a country club, and that guy asked us to play Shout, the song Shout, and he yeah. tipped us like a hundred bucks, and he asked me, and and because I, I was sitting like kind of out front, and I guess uh-huh. I did vocals a little bit. No, I think who else, somebody else did vocals, but I was playing keyboard, and I was like off the side. It was like, cold doing vocals was back cold. then. He, and he came up to me, and he was like, you guys can you guys just shout can you shout and yeah. like that's what i heard because it was loud when we were playing music uh-huh. and I, I i thought he meant just like get really loud and like can you guys bring the energy up which it was already up way high i was like yeah and then we just went took off, the hundred bucks took the hundred bucks put it in the tip jar and then we left and like went out and had our break and came back and he and like played a couple of songs he was like you never played my song man i thought you were gonna play my song and then we did and that was like not a song we had in our repertoire so no. Uh, I remember the guitarist that we were playing with figured it out like in two seconds because yeah. it's just two chords. It is. And then we were like, okay, well, let's figure out how to play this song real quick without. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. So dumb. No, that's a fine um, story there. I'll tell you, uh, that. hey, that's a great feeling because at least they wanted you to play something. One time I played a biker bar and a guy tipped us a hundred bucks to not play any more songs other than the one we just played. Oh. And that one song was Kid Rock's All Summer Long, the like Sweet Home Alabama, Warren Zevon mix so up. Please tell me that you played the rest. How many times did you play? I played it like four or five times and then just left. <laughs> it's like, we didn't have much trust. Like, I mean, he's paying us almost as much as this gig pays. <laughs> I'm like, Honestly, guys, this is a smart play. Here. Did anybody like, was anybody like, please stop? Like, or no, like, what's I think going they on? hated everything else we were doing. But I think song, it was an yeah. indication. They're like, hey, that's the only good song you've done. <laughs> Will you just stop playing all the rest of that frou-frou shit and just play that dumb all summer long thing? You guys didn't know there? any Skinner or Def Lep? That just wasn't what we were rocking at that. Like, hmm. it was all like, hey, we're playing modern stuff that's on the radio yeah. and like that's just what we were playing in the top those 40s partic- like, yeah. exactly that's what that particular group was doing and it was booked in the wrong place <laughs> and it's like they did not care about most of the other stuff that's but man that classic. one they were like that one that's <laughs> what i'm talking about you know there's a scene on on sopranos uh where where one of the characters uh is trying to get this band signed and she's pulled in this like big like top producer rapper producer guy who to see this band is just some shitty 90s band that sounds like the hours like they sound mm-hmm. it sounds like rem like you know then rem's amazing and so they so the hours but they're not and uh <laughs> they there's this one scene where they're playing a shitty bar and the same exact scenario where it's like not their place and she's like this is not the place for them and then somebody stands up this guy this drunk guy stands up and throws a beer bottle and hits this guy yeah. in the head and then he goes fuck you yeah, all right <laughs> it makes me laugh so hard every time because i've seen that scenario the guy's like fuck you yeah like, just to the band i've been yelled at him i've <laughs> never been hit like intentionally luckily that's nice <clears throat> Got out of most places alive, luckily. <laughs> Thank, Thank God. God. Uh, so Frazier and Thomas J. Fowler finally uh, meet face-to-face here. Frazier doesn't give him any time at all and just starts ripping this asshole apart where he's <laughs> like, you, how dare you, you not even include me in the acknowledgments <laughs> and all this stuff. And like, I mean... <laughs> It's like what you build up in your head that you would say to somebody, but you don't ever really say it. Follow you don't, through and bring that energy, yeah. You don't lead with it most of the time. <laughs> like You typically kind of feel out the situation. Yeah, you said you have three pages of, of, of you know recognitions in here, and I'm not in one of them, and like slams the book on the counter on the table. Yeah. 
it, I mean, the dude clearly remembered him. Yeah. But do you think the dude genuinely did not like remember that it was Frazier who told he, him the story? Because that's kind of what it read like. He's like, man, I just remember somebody told somebody me that told story, me. Exactly. man. Exactly. Like, I'm sorry, like, dude. The story stuck in my mind, but you didn't really. Especially if it's like he wasn't like friends with him. You know, it's like he came in the bar a couple of times. Yeah, and- that's more what I was like. Was this guy, yeah, just kind of a like floating dude, sure. and he heard a lot of stories. And hey, there's Frazier, a guy I drank with. That yeah. is kind of more of the vibe I got out of him. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Fowler gets chewed out. He has no retort. He just starts crying, and he's. I mean, he's moved to tears. He's like, you're right. I owe you everything. That, that old lady came back in and she was like, what did you do yeah, to him? That's right. Yeah, the book show host <laughs> is ticked at Frazier that she ruined his guest And in then the like break. seemingly every single woman from the entire station. There was right. like 10 women that like came in and like it makes no around. sense. My wife, my wife thinks that Jay Peterman is just a dish. She, oh really? She's she's like, oh, he is such a beautiful, handsome man. Silver fox, right? Yeah, yeah. The older. That's why I'm begging to go white. Yeah, I want my hair to go just full Steve Martin white as fast as I can, but still be the kind of hair that you can kind of grow out, so you can have like your hairstyle with white hair. That would be nice. I could dye it for you. I've been dyeing my wife's hair. Oh God, I don't want to dye my hair because then I'd have to keep dyeing my hair. That's the problem. Once you go, you go. <laughs> like. I mean, I I can't just transfer back and forth. It's a yeah. it's a commitment. You're just kind of like me. Like you're just salt and pepper. That's what I got going on. I know. I got a lot of gray in the whisker, so mm. I'm going to try to lean into that we're if I can. There. You know, we're leaning on forty. We're getting old, old down. Jordan, I'm there. 22. Okay, I've, you know, I'm a fresh spring chicken. I'm going to be out at nightclubs later tonight. Oh, Older Italian you guys didn't go are going to nightclubs when you were 22. It's too broke. <laughs> <laughs> can't you missed the whole nightclub scene because I, I wasn't a, i status. wasn't a young 21 year old girl <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> women at 21 they have a great time not me oh god uh, uh-uh. now i'm gonna go cry <laughs> everyone in the station rushes in like you said uh then we go back to the apartment niles and martin hanging out frazier enters and uh lets him know that he made fowler cry martin is very proud of this <laughs> um frazier noticeably not pleased with himself and then Frazier kind of goes off and, and says like hey I think I know why I'm so upset about this it's because I never said goodbye to this woman or whatever so yeah he just left her he that's what he, that's when he says he was like he left to go to Harvard the next day or whatever just left her the next day so what do you think I mean do we get into what really happened do you remember like did she put the moves on him or like, was he like last day? I'm just gonna go for the honk, Bo Bear style. You think that he just Bo-bert. honked her boob, and that's how this whole thing she started? Kept putting him in his in his face. I what else do you do Frazier, other than I just motorboat? Like, no, nah, Frazier didn't have those kind of cojones. He didn't <laughs> you have just those take one hand and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, my hands have popped up. Yeah, onto your boobs. I don't know. I think he was catching. He was catching open bra down blouse shots uh-huh. for for years and sniffing at that perfume. And it, it, maybe it did. It just drove him crazy, and he just went in for the, for the double honk. You went double honk. That's <laughs> yeah. your. That's a, I mean, because you have no game at seventeen, especially with an older woman. Like, what's your move? Well, I don't know. Frazier's the intellect, so he, you know, he's an intellectual. So maybe he just wooed her with his, <laughs> with his sword of tongue, his tongue sword. 
gross. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't talk about Frazier's sword tongers. Tongue sword. We, we already have what is Gross. it? Rug of love. Yeah. Mm. Good lord. Rug of love sounds like a like a kiss a album. Like, no, it sounds like, yeah, but it also sounds like a show, like a reality show where like one guy like tries to <laughs> tries to pass off his toupee or something as being oh, okay. real. Like, All right. Because at the end, he takes it off and he's like, "Ah, I'm bald." <laughs> and then the woman's like, "Oh God." I thought it was going to be like a reality show where. <laughs> they like show it's like is it cake and they show like <laughs> 10 different rugs up there and they're like which one of these rugs did these porn stars have sex on <laughs> and it's like you get to keep it if you don't choose that rug you get to keep a normal rug if you don't choose it so there's a one in ten chance that you have to dispose of or keep the uh, porn rug barker had that same game on on prices right back in the 70s oh right? yeah, yeah. I, I you know i think you're right i remember the lawsuits about that <laughs> yeah. one they're like hey barker your rug game is you really get driving rid of the rug game man of, out of control <laughs> Please concern. Yeah, I will confirm receipt of nothing. Uh, so then we cut over to scene A of the next area here where Frazier goes to Mrs. Warner's house. Yeah. So we've left the apartment. We go over to see this old lady, and boy, is she old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we think that she's like 90. She has no recollection of him at all. Like <laughs> she can't remember a damn thing. So Frazier begins telling her of a romance they had years ago. <laughs> he goes deep into how he ran out on her one night and she legitimately does not seem to remember Frazier <laughs> one damn bit. No, but she is open to it. She's like, "Oh, she's down." Yeah. <laughs> um and at this point you're like, "Man, Frazier really got down with this lady and she barely has bosoms to begin with uh you know it's kind of what i was thinking i was like this old bird is the one who was leaning over fraser well, just, just so we're clear so our listeners are clear as well during this scene you were just thinking about the old lady's bosoms correct okay um <laughs> i mean that to be fair that's most of life you know okay. i mean i'm saying i'm just going through the I day just, i just wanted to clarify thinking about bosoms really i mean <laughs> honestly what what red-blooded person isn't honestly <laughs> male female they what have you true boobs are beautiful that's a good statement and yeah exactly i'm harming no one here do it for the tatas okay you know that's why we do this show it's to spread awareness the warlocks the, exactly. as they're called so if they're if they're large. nuclear yes exactly <laughs> this is all so offensive <laughs> none of this is offensive to anyone <laughs> Who in this room is offended? The nerfy people. Right. The nerfy no, people. No, no, no. I'm, I'm <clears throat> fine. It's fine. We're going to get back to Frazier in just a moment here, all right? Jennifer Aniston might be offended by all of this. A little off the rails. Nobody send this to Courtney Cox either, all right? <laughs> all right. So then a woman named Clarice enters, and we realize that the woman Frazier's been talking to for the last few minutes is, in fact... His old piano teacher, Mrs. Warner's mom. <laughs> so this lady he's been talking to is like, what, 75? She's an elderly woman, yes. An elderly woman, which meant she would have been elderly when Frazier was. I mean, she might be dead by now. She'd like, be like Clarice's age now, yeah. then. Good Lord. Mm, so then, yeah, a woman who looks, what, maybe 65? 62 63 62, 64, 63 yeah. at the most comes in and that's the actual mrs warner yeah 
She knows Frazier immediately. She spots that mullet on the back of his head. She knows him. Uh, Frazier? Yeah, Frazier. <laughs> um, Clarice Warner, Mrs. Warner, still got her fastball. I, I think I might, you know, if I was in Frazier's position, even as a 42-year-old dude. What does that mean? She still has her fastball. It means she can still, you know, get it. Oh, she, she still wants. got her. She still got she her, still got her got winning pitch. Yeah, exactly. She okay. hasn't been retired from the uh, the dating pool, she as was, it were. She was wearing a, a nice little skirt. <sighs> yeah, she was wearing a Wasn't nice little she? skirt. I couldn't tell. I was like, is she about to go somewhere, or is she about to get in bed? I was like, what is I think she, she was wearing? About, she, she even said she was like, bye, mom. I'll be back. Yes. Like she was going out to the club. She was. So. This old bird, uh, yeah, Frazier's definitely still rocking the old mullet hair, but Frazier does apologize. She says, hey, I'm sorry for running out on you. Uh, asks if she's married. Apparently, Mrs. Warner was never married. She asks Frazier if he's married, and it really seems like Mrs. Warner kind of wants to get down with Frazier. Like you want to rekindle this flame? Yeah, and that's it seemed to be a genuine, like, sex relationship like it mm. didn't even like fraser kind of called her like a love thing earlier i feel like like my first love or some mm. weird thing like my first flame or something like that it's first know. time first time for sure but uh she does mention that she feels guilty for shortchanging him on the piano lessons and so they go and sit down at the piano fraser sits at middle c that old broad leans over and turns on the metronome over him Pushing those, <laughs> you know, old lady bosoms all over his face now. Which indicates that she knew what she was doing the entire time. Because if somebody sits down after 25 years, he's not actually, they're just pretending and messing around. So she's going through the whole routine that they used to do knowingly, in my opinion. She's a predator. She's a predator. That's what it looked like to me where I was like, all right, I wonder at what age she started doing this with Frazier. Because like was she? Who else? It would that. That's what you said. Who else did she? Who else did this old predator lady do that to? Countless dudes. As soon as Frazier <laughs> went off to Harvard, don't think there's some other kid coming up. Those lucky little bastards. Uh, yeah, exactly. Where was my piano teacher? <laughs> Thanks a lot, Andrew. You know that's the thing that my dad <laughs> said to me. He never gave me the sex talk, but he did. Like when I was like 16, and obviously he knew that. Like you know, whatever. I was his fourth kid. He knew. And, but he was like, you know, I'm not going to like sit you down and give you the sex talk because that's dumb. But I did want to say that it's kind of bullshit. The kid, the girls didn't do this when I was your age. My dad said, I was like, damn, dad. I thought to my, I thought to myself like, well, maybe they did. And you just didn't like, my dad was a nerd guy. Do this is a weird thing to say. It's like, hey, I'm a little upset the girls didn't wear yoga pants as freely as they do now back in my right, day. Like that's but, a specific thing. Yeah, exactly. But do this. They they this they've been doing this since for the dawn of man. <laughs> exactly. No. They were doing this. Is it fashion changes, but not the uh uh promiscuity of uh, <laughs> ladies with the uh other sex yeah, or I'll just what never have forget. you. His, his whole thing was just jealousy. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <It's> tough. <laughs> That's such a weird thing to say. <laughs> no, yeah, my old man never said anything like that. His wife was like, don't get anybody pregnant. I can't take care of no grandbabies. No, I don't. I mean, uh. he barely said anything about it. I don't know. Oh. That's the thing. Really? I don't know. I mean, 
he knew at a pretty young age that I was all horned up and stuff like yeah. that when I like went through all the Sports Illustrated that he had collected and <laughs> took out only the swimsuit editions. Then <laughs> he like noticed his you know random magazines were missing. Oh, stuff. Like, and yeah. he would collect them too, like and and just put them in in chronological order, probably. And I appreciated ruining that collection. <laughs> it was very nice. Uh, so. <laughs> Finally, after this old broad leans over and kind of gives Frazier the signal, Frazier asks her out for a cup of coffee. She politely declines. Frazier says, hey, hey, it's okay. Don't worry about our age difference. It's totally cool if you're a little bit older than me. Mm-hmm. But then... She's like, nope, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. It's all good, bro. Because a handsome like 26 to 30-year-old dude shows up, and this lady walks out with him and says she wasn't into dating 40-year-old guys back then, and she isn't into it now either. Ooh. She's Leonardo DiCaprio. She is. He is aged out on her on her barometer. I wonder how... Fra- As you put it earlier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, Frazier isn't the, typically the kind of guy who like only dates super young chicks. I know he dates a young in here at some point in the series, but... He typically stays around his age range, sure. so this had to sting a little bit. Just getting turned down, yeah. Uh, You're like, I'm too old? <laughs> yeah, well. Okay, <laughs> for an older woman? She went out with a Calvin Klein model out the door, so. Yeah, they did look like they got that guy out of a clothing catalog. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was like, all right, yeah. man. I always know when, when a male is attractive, uh, and, it's, and I've admitted this to my wife, it's difficult for me to tell because like, Men that I thought girls would think would find attractive, I've been like, that guy's really good looking, right? And my wife will be like, oh, God, no. And I'm Brian like, Cranston I'm like, is a smoke what? show, right? <laughs> like, I'm like, what? And yeah, and so like, I don't have a very good judge of it unless it's just like Greek gods. You know what I mean? Like those guys, you could tell. Like those dudes that you're just like, all right, that guy's got to be good looking. Look at him. <laughs> like, look at that guy. He looks nothing like me. He yeah, has to be good looking. Look at, look at how just, yeah, that guy's a beefcake. No, I, <laughs> I, I know about your beefcake history. <laughs> we all know about Jordan's beefcake history. Oh. So then the credits of Frazier uh, on that one. It's just Frazier playing the piano with Mrs. Warner's mother. Yeah, now he's taking lessons from her instead. I bet he porked that lady so hard. <laughs> Gave her the night of her life. And then she croaked. Uh, and then she died. Jesus. Poor Mrs. Mrs. Warner. Oh, man. What a great You know, night. I can't think of the name. I know there was the daughter's name. I can't think of the name Clarice without being slightly creeped out. It is a weird it's name. A you don't see name anybody now. name their kid that because anymore. it's you can't. I know it's like it's the same reason I couldn't name my kid DMX. <laughs> it just hurt too much. <laughs> it just hurts, you know. <laughs> just does. You know? How'd your wife take that one? She was like, "Well, I mean, thank it was, God." It was tough. You know? It was tough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about rap earlier you want me to do some dmx please don't it's so grotesque <laughs> dmx's raps were so oh my god were they so hardcore they were everywhere back in when we were coming up <sighs> is that dmx probably i know he was in some weird movies and yeah he's always into 
DMXing it up. He oh, said his, his name a lot. Yeah. yeah. I haven't listened to much X in a while. <laughs> he was in that Tiger Woods game. Uh, he has some songs in that Tiger Woods yep. game. Every time I hear it, I always think of Tiger Woods like 2004 or whatever. Yeah, it's a brilliant game. <laughs> I think he was definitely in a movie with Steven Seagal that was terrible. <laughs> I can't verify that, but I'm pretty sure. A Steven Seagal movie that wasn't good? Exactly. What, a, what an amazing thing. What? I think he still lives in Russia. Seagal? Yeah, I think he just lives there all the time. He's probably a citizen. Yeah, I don't think he's here anymore. Well, there's a war on. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, there's a war. He's got a, hey, he's he's fighting for his own troops over there. He loves those guys. I'm not getting into it. But, um, so we move on to our sideshow. Friends, the first ever episode. Since we're in season two of Frasier now, we get a whole new batch of shows here. And one of them is Friends. So this episode aired on Thursday, September 22nd, 1994. As we mentioned, this is the one where Monica gets a roommate or the one where it all began or the pilot or whatever the hell you want it to be. What happens in this episode <laughs> after leaving her fiance Barry at the altar? Rachel, find, sorry, Rachel finds herself in Central Perk Cafe, soaking wet in her wedding dress, looking for her old friend Monica. Rachel ends up moving into Monica's New York apartment. Chandler and Joey, who live across the hall from Monica, console Roz after his wife, Carol, has just left him for a woman. And that's pretty much what happened. So we start. <laughs> that's a long thing. There's still way more. Yeah, and no, it, says, like, it says Rachel ends up moving into Monica's apartment. I think that's loosely because she didn't just like, hey, you know, would you like to move in here? She like horned her way in. Like, oh, yeah. Let me live there. Yeah, Rachel's. Uh, it's been a while since I've watched the first episode of this one, but it is one I watched heavily in syndication and have rewatched a bunch over the years. Oh yes, I, I certainly remember a lot more of these episodes than maybe even some deeper Frasier episodes, just because these were on in syndication so damn much. Like sure. TBS in the middle of the day for years were like. Frasier, just friends. Yeah, like, Frasier yeah. didn't get that kind of burn. Sure. Like, it got Hallmark Channel burn, and it gets, like, late, got later Nick, night. Nick at night and shit. Yeah. Like, yeah like, like, it's just everywhere. Yeah. So we still, or sorry, we start in the coffee shop with Monica, Chandler, Joey, and Phoebe hanging out. Chandler, or sorry, Chandler's telling a story about a, a phone peen. Um, I can't remember what that is, but uh, I don't a know. phone peen? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I wrote that down. So uh, maybe he was holding the phone down because where the scene was supposed to be or something. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Is that the joke? I was like, why did I write phone peen phone on peen, my notes? The joke was that he was having a dream. And there we go. The, the dream was that he was like totally naked. He was at work, I guess. And he like looked down in his, in his, in his peen, as you put it, was, uh, was a phone. And there, that was just the, you know, they were like, what do you think that means? Oh, man. Yeah, I don't remember all of the details of it but now i do remember the old phone peen so yes thank you for helping me fill it out you wrote phone peen and sometimes forgot. i'm just getting the notes down okay i rely on you to be a better memory man than me yeah my memory's right. bad that's okay I i'm here you. to be like no then a phone peen happened i need you to tell me what <laughs> I, uh, I got it took a second so ross comes through he's depressed as fuck Hi. Uh, yeah, he's very Eeyore in these uh, early episodes. I like Down Ross, though. I think Down Ross is so funny, especially when he really does. He's like, Hi. <laughs> <laughs> No, it is a good bit. Uh, he's clearly the most miserable person ever. <laughs> so Phoebe attempts to cleanse Ross's aura. Mm. So we 
I mean, great character establishment real quick. Yeah. We know Ross is sad as fuck, even though it's over overacted a little bit. But for the audience, hey, we know what's up here. Sure. We know Chandler's the wacky, funny guy. He's got always popping jokes. He's got phone peen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they did paint Joey a little bit different. He was more of like a like a cool hand Luke. Yeah. <laughs> or something like he had a leather jacket and like Yeah, he's not the dumb guy. They clearly like turn him into Kevin on the office at a certain yeah, point. Yeah, like, Joey plays better as like the dumb, funny friend. Yeah. Uh, and just so hot. He was he was just like he was like the they're trying to make him like the cool one. Right. I, yeah, he probably was designed to be more the cool. I mean, he still has elements of that throughout the rest of the series, but it's he just, becomes more of like a, just a dude, yeah. like a dude's dude versus like a too cool kind of guy for sure. sure. Uh, so he, Ross is still angry from his wife leaving him because she's a lesbian. Yep. So we get that again. Great character development. You are learning a ton about these people in the first four minutes of the show where I was like, hey, they're doing a killer job setting sure. all this stuff up sure you once called this show the perfect show it, it really is the yeah. writing and the, i mean that's why people try to emulate it the sure. writing is really good the acting the character development is very good and it's just the right place the right time yeah so. it is, a, is a, a golden nugget yeah mm. like seinfeld is better like comedy writing sure but this enabled dumb stunt casting like this enabled all kinds of like again Brad Pitt can come in there's relationships it's funny for cuz like so, could, can you name one writer that was on friends oh not off the top of my head but if i looked at them i'd probably know a lot of their names sure like i know directors for friends more funnily enough oddly enough yeah i can't think of their writers and maybe the head cats did a lot of the writing the uh the producers yeah, or like the creators Kaufman what i forget all their names yeah, off the top yeah, of my head yeah 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 yeah. Um, but no, it's a it is the perfect show in yeah. a lot of ways. Uh, there's a ton of laugh track. There is a lot of laugh track. Seemingly more than Frey. Like having just watched Frasier and then back to back. All right, now let's go to Friends. This was a lot of laugh track. It's funny that you mentioned this show or that we're doing this show this week because like in in one of my video feeds on social media, I saw like a, a few videos of like Ross moments where they removed the laugh track and it's oh, like nice. uber creepy <laughs> and like just oh like because he's you know he's so he overacts that's part of his character mm -hmm. part of the you know uh what's his name dave schwimmer that's part of his genius but like <laughs> the swim the swim um but yeah it's so funny like specifically there's a scene where he was like telling the the pizza girl who was that her hair looked like an eight-year-old boys and they just like removed all the laugh track and <laughs> it became like so weird and creepy like you're so mean it's so funny that is good. <laughs> but yeah, uh, a lot of laugh track in the show for sure. There is. So to get over the lesbian stuff, Joey tells Ross to go to a strip joint. I like that. Okay. Ross doesn't want to go to a strip club. He just wants to be married again. Boo hoo. No. Uh, just then, Rachel enters the coffee shop in her wedding dress. Monica, so she's, she ran straight from the ceremony. Yeah, she's uh, kind of covered in water. It must have been raining outside. Yeah, she ran from the ceremony it's directly. That's melodrama, baby. Yeah, she left the altar. Wow. Uh, Monica acts like she was expecting her for some reason, it kind of seems like. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, okay, this. I don't think they're expecting each other. She's in a wedding dress, and she just came into a coffee shop where you hang out like monica doesn't work there it is funny like because monica mentions that she wasn't invited to the wedding uh and it is funny that rachel like <laughs> ran to her first 
you probably had bridesmaids and like your best friends there, right? Yeah, she does mention that I think she was the only person she knew in the city. So maybe Rachel doesn't live in the city, but the wedding was taking place or that t- makes sense, taking place there. Rachel's and, family is really like wealthy. They probably live like in the Hamptons, that's or, like, a, in Connecticut. That's kind of what I was trying to piece together. I was like, <laughs> she must not live here, but yeah. the wedding took place here, yeah, and yeah. she needed to run somewhere close. We forget how close like some states and like areas are up north as opposed to down here where you have to drive like 17 hours to get to another city <laughs> yeah the concept of running somewhere i'm like what how did she run from a ceremony yeah. to a coffee shop that would take hours yeah. you know uh-huh. but no in new york she could have been at a hotel around the corner and right. just ran over to central park right get in five minutes or something like that i don't know how long she was out there huh. um so Rachel, or sorry, Rachel says she went to Monica's apartment first, wasn't there, so then she went to the coffee shop, and she tells a story about how she couldn't go through with her marriage to Barry, mainly because he looks like Mr. Potato Head. Oh. Tough on Barry, especially since we meet this actor later in the show. That's tough, man. When you got a potato head, that's not, that's not the best scenario. Well, it's tough when, like, the show writes jokes about you before you've been shown before they even cast the guy. Yeah, that's it. Like, I was like, has that guy even been cast yet? <laughs> so the casting director is like, we're looking for a guy with a potato head. I need a potato head, man. <laughs> Can you find yeah. me a potato head actor, please? His head is not, it's kind of potato-y. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you're just looking at photos like, his head's not potato-y enough. I don't know, man. <laughs> Who else do we have in the pile? Well, we've got a russet and we've got a golden. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of potato are you looking for? You're more of a fingerling. I can't have you. Yeah, exactly. We need more of the Yukon gold is what we're looking for here. Some of those. Real round. Yeah. We're not looking for any of those tots either, all right? (laughs) Yeah, tight fry. Uh, So then we cut back to Monica's apartment. Everyone's watching a soap opera. Maybe it's like a nighttime show like Melrose Place or something like that. But it looks like just a bad, cheesy soap. Rachel's on the phone. Talk- Isn't it in Spanish though? Because like, yes, the, so the essay, so. the the Spanish function is already on and stuck on the television. Oh, I don't know. I didn't catch if the Spanish was already on. The or t- I mean, or they were just watching you a know, Spanish a TV. Spanish channel. Might have been. I didn't knows. catch it. Uh, Rachel's on the phone with her dad, talking about how she doesn't want to be a shoe. Basically explain that she doesn't want to marry Barry. She goes on some whole analogy where she's like, your whole life, people tell you what you are, and they say you're a shoe, but you don't want to be a shoe. Or Does she mean a heel? I don't know. I think she means a heel. Yeah, I don't know. Because that would make way more sense, right? I wasn't picking up on I was like, I think that's just her limited brain looking yeah. at some kind of metaphor that she's trying to make. What are you doing to the microphone? We are in the middle of can a you session. Hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Oh, you can? Can you hear you? No. My headphones. I can't hear anything in my headphones. How long has this been going on? I don't just now. Just happened. You don't have to fix it. Oh, there it is. Oh, we're back. And we're back. Why would you do this to me when we're recording? <laughs> Sorry. This is a professional broadcast. I didn't I'm even in, touch I, it. It's all the way across I am the room. an engineer who is <laughs> meticulously fine-tuned this room where a couple jiggles on these cords <laughs> could shut this whole operation down. Don't show the chink in the armor, Steve. You, you jiggled this wrong, the whole thing. <laughs> this whole podcast, my computer will explode <laughs> if we jiggle something wrong. Oh, um, no. Anyway, uh, Rachel's going uh, to just stay with Monica. Says she doesn't need her dad's money anymore. 
Ah, yeah, I was gonna say I agree that she probably doesn't. I don't think she was ready. She said, for this. She said the, the line was like, "Well, maybe I don't need your money anymore." And she was like, "I said maybe." Yeah, right. Exactly. I was like, she doesn't seem real ready for this. <laughs> um, Phoebe tries singing to Rachel while she hyperventilates into a bag uh, for a second after she realizes she has no money and has to be independent. So of course, Joey realizing vulnerability starts hitting on <laughs> Rachel because he's Joey. He's Joey. He's disgusting. Right. It's like he should have hit on her. He probably did hit on her in the wedding dress. Maybe no. I guess he didn't in that opening scene. We didn't hear the Joey line, but yet we didn't. Mm-hmm. So then we hear about Paul the wine guy. Yeah, so Paul the wine guy shows up to take Monica on a date, and this was her not real date. And everyone seems very excited about Paul the wine guy. And Paul is wearing light acid wash jeans and a sport coat yeah those high-waisted ones too those 90s high-waisted jeans yeah was that like a brown braided belt i mean was oh, he man. was he full-on 90s down i don't I'm know was he was he wearing one. like black uh penny loafers <laughs> that penny was that loafers. was real hip in those times oh man the loafers um so raw starts making small talk with uh rachel while paul the wine guy hangs out on the couch and then I wrote the note. This is the most overlaughed show ever. So <laughs> there was probably like five lines in a row that just weren't jokes at all. And they just gave out laughs yeah. for him. We we're like, what the hell is going on in this show? Make it funny. Yeah. So I will say the, the first episode did a great job with introducing Paul, the wine guy. We got Monica going out on dates. We know that we know that Phoebe is a musician of sorts. Phoebe's a musician. Rachel's already cut off her dad. So we know she's independent and in the city now. Yeah. So I said some of the jokes didn't land and there was a lot of overlapping, but, uh, you know, all in all, we know they all have jobs. Yes, they did mention that. Uh, then we go to Ross's apartment. All the dudes are putting together bookcases and uh, helping Ross get his apartment set up yeah. while Monica's out on the date with Paul the wino. And this is supposedly like the apartment he got after he got a divorce and this is his new bachelor pad. Yeah. yeah okay. This is like your kid doesn't live here because uh, he has a kid already, right? No. I don't yeah, I mean, I no. don't know. They don't mention no. the kid. So she's, yeah. still, she's pregnant. She's pregnant. We don't okay, know that gotcha. yet, but she's we pregnant because because like because gotcha. Carol is there. Uh, isn't it Carol and and Carol's his ex-wife? Oh, but then the, there's the other woman. I forget. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't remember her name right no, now. I can't either. All I was gonna say is Janice, and that's the wrong one. So, <laughs> but yeah, she's work. there during the birth. Um, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yes. Yeah, so yes, this is just a bachelor pad. He got kicked out on his own. What the hell is happening over there? <laughs> Would you like one? No, I don't want. Uh, I don't want to taste your yogurt. It's Get, yogurt raisin. Oh my god! They don't sponsor us. <laughs> this segment is brought to you by yogurt raisins. <laughs> yogurt raisins. They come in a tiny box. Strawberry, vanilla, yogurt covered raisin. Don't talk with your mouthful. I'm sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> Ross is uh, worried that his wife is the only one for him. Joey is reminding him that women are like ice cream. So he just needs to grab a spoon because there's all kinds of ice cream out there. Uh, Monica, we cut to her on the date. Paul, the wine guy, getting a little too deep with Monica about his breakup. And then he uh, he lulls her in and says, you know, this is typically a fifth date kind of thing, but I'm going to let you in on something. Ever since I broke up with my girl, haven't been able to uh, perform sexually. What does that mean, though? Does that mean like he can't? physically get it up that's correct Hmm. that means i can't even get it to move 
for two years, at least not when it's supposed to. If that makes any sense. It's a liar. <laughs> yeah, so every man watching this episode is like, no, that's not true. <laughs> like, if you've got a woman there two years over the course of it, she'll find a way. Any good woman will find a way, I assure you. There's no amount of anxiety. Maybe even, I mean, medication, but still, like, you, you'll find a way. Fruit stuff. Exactly. What does that mean? I hope that means mangoes. <laughs> like, I'm going to gloss past that. <laughs> um, like a B12 shot. Exactly, like a B12 shot. Um, so, he, uh, Monica buys this line, hook, line, and sinker. Uh, so, we, then we cut back to Rachel at Monica's apartment, and she's crying watching Joni marry Chachi. <laughs> Monica ends up staying with this dude all night because uh, she comes back over. So, yeah. Monica bought it. She clearly goes home with the dude. Yeah. Rachel is shocked to learn that they all have real jobs in order to afford where the hell they live. <laughs> like that nice ass apartment in New York City. Yeah. So she's like, oh, y'all are all going to work in the morning. I have shit to do. And you're like, yes, we all have to go to work in the morning, Rachel. Sorry. Uh, Monica goes to work instantly. Uh, and the other cook next to her knows or sorry monica goes to work and instantly the other cook next to her knows that she got a little action the night before yeah so she's chefing it up with her buddy she's and got she's a radar like, for it yeah she's like you got laid last night she's like how, how do you know and yeah like you said she's got a radar for it huh. so monica's like hey yeah i'll tell you who i got some ass from last night paul the wine guy and so the girl next is like oh yeah yeah i know paul i know him real well uh, i know <laughs> I know Paul. <laughs> Paul knows me yeah. if you know what I mean. Paul, I know Paul's giblets. <laughs> I'm the reason uh, those giblets are gravy ended up again. Do, now. do wine puns. He's a wine <laughs> I don't guy. have any wine puns. <laughs> he's got a couple of goblets for I, me. I, <laughs> he's got a bottle I, and a couple of goblets. I'm the reason his Merlot got Merhai. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, without me, it was always Merlot. Uh, um, instead of Cabernet, he's now screaming Cabernet. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, oh, no. <laughs> They're all good and usable. Me and him got hit Sauvignon. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. I'm end impressing up. myself. End on, on that one. That's, yeah, that's, that's, right, that's my threes and ender. I got nothing left. <laughs> um, I'm out of wine puns for sex. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so yeah, this chick was like, Hey, I take credit for him because I banged him yeah. after he couldn't get it up for two years. And Monica's like, What the hell you mean? That's what he told me That's last what night. I did. That's what I did. I got him going after two years, and he was all all good for it. It's not a bad play, honestly, on his part. <laughs> it's not it's not a bad it's not a bad racket correct if you're going for the one-nighter yeah this is before tinder listeners yeah i mean you're right this is before tinder but you see the web that he's been caught in instantly this is one night with another chef and they're like oh yeah the wine guy 
I already hooked up with that I guy. I banged and that guy a month ago. Yeah, yeah, I already banged that guy a month ago, and he told me that same thing, you idiot. <laughs> so like, eventually, word will get around he that he's care. full he's of still, shit. He's still, he's still got it. So You have to move cities or just go to different circles, or maybe not back in the 90s. You could just go plow all throughout the city, and no one That's would be any said. of the That's what they said. They'd wiser. be like, still the 90s. Who cares? Yeah, it's the 90s. That, that is what they said in the show. I think it's because it's the end of an entire like century. It's like, fuck it. Doesn't like, matter. Doesn't matter. Millennium's <laughs> coming, man. Yeah. End of a whole matter. millennium. That's right. So, Monica's been lied to and she knows it. Then we go back to the coffee shop. Rachel shows up and she bought boots. <laughs> but she also got laughed out of 12 job interviews for having no skills at all. So, that's uh, inspiring. I don't like the she job She did 12 market. interviews in a day. That's impressive. I know. It seems like she's working hard at least. Um... Then we go back to the apartment. Everyone's encouraging Rachel to just cut up her credit cards because that's how she bought the boots was credit cards that her old man still pays for. So she didn't really have money for the boots at all, but she bought them anyway. Sure. So Rachel cuts up the uh, cards and then Rachel finds Paul the wine guy's watch on the ground and Monica smashes it on her way to bed. (laughs) That's a good little gag. Yeah. And then we get to Rachel and Ross left alone. The end of the night. There's one Oreo left. Yeah. They split the Oreo. It did. And I noticed that um, Ross couldn't get half the cream on one and half the cream on the other one. Oh, yeah. You can't do that. You can't open up an Oreo and expect there to be half the cream on one and the other side. It's true. And speaking of creaming, uh, Joey did know, and so did Chandler. They knew instantly that the Paul the Wine guy thing was a lie. <laughs> um, Joey's probably used something like that before. Correct. I think all those guys in the 90s probably had some kind of line that like, couldn't be proven quickly that you knew like it's the same way people would say they were getting shipped off the next day when there was a war sure. on like I'm getting shipped off the next day tomorrow baby dudes in the 40s did that all the time yeah what does it matter you're like hey I'm getting shipped off like if I'm back here tomorrow ah, they changed the paper <laughs> the, sorry honey and then the lady would send a, a, a telegraph saying that she was pregnant <laughs> and a picture of her son would come your son would come nine months later <laughs> Dear Wilfred, uh, I guess I'm stop. a father now. <laughs> I'm pregnant from that night you went down on me and then shot a cream into me. I'm sorry, Wilfred. What are you thinking about, Johnson? Oh, I got to get back to my broad. Yeah, exactly. I have to. Or my kill broad, me now. My, my broad and my kid. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to this touching moment with the Oreo. I'm sorry Jordan took us there. I don't I, know why he had to do that. Okay, I got to ruin it. <laughs> So then Ross uh, lets Rachel know, hey, you know, back in the day, had a little bit of a crush on you back in high school. Take some balls. She's like, you know, I know that. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So Ross mans up a little bit and he says, hey, you know, I'm going to ask you out. You maybe want to go out sometime. And she says, maybe. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much the end of the episode. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. I was like, okay. Yeah. Ross asked they, out a girl. Rachel said maybe. And that's kind of the telltale for the whole series. For the it's entire like, series. It's like, we will waste 10 years of our life on like, so you want to do this? No. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Is it the right time? I don't know. We're friends. Who knows? Yeah. And they, they set it up like obviously earlier where they were both looking out the window like a la like sleepless in seattle oh god yes they, <laughs> yeah, they did do that real quick was that with rem on it was I that everybody hurts yeah, or something maybe. like that <laughs> everybody 
but it hurts. Sometimes. I think it was. You might be right. It better not. It was on Netflix, I'm pretty sure. Or HBO, sorry. Max, whatever the fuck I'm supposed to call it's it. Maximum. Did the theme song sound normal to you? Did you watch it on Max? The theme yeah. song there sounded sped up a little bit. Like oh, it did. was slightly like, pitched up a little bit. I don't know. I didn't I, I didn't take notice. I haven't watched it in years on syndication. So I, I played don't know. the theme song for like a fourth or fifth grade piano recital. Oh, okay. Yeah. Rembrandt's. Like, yeah, I guess that was the band. I, I know, know. Yeah, they feel bad. My They're piano like, teacher would just go to like Brooke Mays and be like, what do you want to I'll Give me a list. And I would, I would tell her what songs I wanted to learn. And that was one of them. I want to learn the Friends the theme Friends song. The Friends theme song. I love that show. Oh, man. Well, it was a great show. As I, uh, I didn't mean to end on not a lot of energy, but the Oreo in half, like, will they, won't they, was very clearly established yeah. in the first episode. It's like, they don't know if they will or they won't they're gonna get married and like do all kinds of dumb crap through the rest of the series that i love and it's a ton of fun but But they did i thought she was gonna say yes or i thought something was gonna happen like i rewound it i was like did i miss it did she say something different and it was just like maybe maybe i will maybe i will i was like oh okay well because she just thinks of him as monica's nerdy older brother yeah that's more where i'm like roz you probably didn't need to play this card today yeah i was like i mean i know it's a sitcom but ross he laid it out there or sorry ross i was about to say you call him ross i know i'm sorry i was already doing <laughs> fraser my s's have turned disease i just i'm sorry he's ross geller ross but yeah. we do see we do see rachel working at the coffee shop so she did get a job that's in the credits yeah, yeah they cut in the rachel's got a job now at the coffee shop yeah. and she sits down immediately like she's already a bad server <laughs> like even in the credits i think she's sitting down and talking gunther to them. doesn't care no gunther doesn't that was care. the that was the most beautiful woman he's ever hired or had the pleasure to have an interview with i'm sure she is remarkable at this age. Should we should we keep a? They all are. They're gorgeous. Excuse looking. me for excuse me for being crass. Do do we? Is it our responsibility to keep like a a nip count of Jennifer Aniston? The, if we watch more and more of these as this as this delicious podcast goes on, at a certain point we will have to. When yeah. when we revisit Friends, it will be like a nip watch. Nip watch. And, and again, that's nip not, watch. That's and not, we need a sound for it. Whoop, 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 whoop. And that's not something like we're inventing. They did this on purpose. Yeah. They knew what they were doing yeah. in that studio. They knew what Jennifer Aniston was sure to came, the I'm world. Pretty sure it came out that they like either cranked down the air conditioners or they like made her stand in a freezer yes. until until she got nipply and then they sent her on out there to act. Yeah, because she doesn't do that anymore, and they don't do that on most mainstream shows. But for this show, yeah. It is nipped out for a couple seasons. You thought Nip ratings. Tuck had nips. This has way more. Sure. Not a lot of tucks. No. No. Luckily. Well, we'll keep an eye out for you. And We're going to keep do an our eye out. due diligence. We're going to re- we'll be back to friends. Don't you worry. There's some shows I haven't seen yet pop up that I think are coming later on. There's mm-hmm. lots of good ones. Don't you worry. We will cross over with some other 90s hits. Yeah, dude. 94 fall lineup was had to have been pretty solid. And we'll work in some dramas, too. We like comedies because they're short, but there are some epic dramas out there, like X-Files is really getting up and going. ER is up and going. Walker, Texas Ranger. Walker is a different beast. It's Saturday night programming. I don't know. I mean, we might do a Dr. Quinn at some point. Lord knows. What if we just did an America's Funniest Home Videos? 
I would love it. That'd be hard. <laughs> Conan is on the air now. Like I said, there's some okay. stuff like that all where right. I'm like, all right, maybe like I'll randomly night. go look at a late night episode or something randomly. Who knows? Interesting. Yeah, I said, there's all kinds of new stuff coming in the 90s. So we'll we'll see what happens in 94, 95, and we'll have a lot of fun. I'm here for it. Ah, oh, beautiful. If you made it to the end of this episode, what are you doing? <laughs> are you go, still here? Yeah, why are you still here? If you care about it that much, go leave us a review on uh, Apple or Spotify or iHeart or wherever, and always smash that auto-download. Make sure as soon as we release episodes, it just like ends up where it shows up on your phone and stuff like that, like that U2 song that everyone hated. That'll be us. <laughs> um, so just make sure that happens. And yeah, you know, like write a little review that helps and follow us on, uh, you know, Instagram. I think that's where we post the most. I'm too lazy to post in all the other places, but maybe someday we will. Yeah. You never know. Who knows? Join us next time on another exciting edition of Sideshow Side Show. Frazier. Frazier.